0: Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie
1: and I'm Claire
0: and we are two friends keeping in touch over long distance through the power of books. So me and Claire have been doing a book club now since wow probably last summer. I feel like we're covered up to a year even though we're not quite there yet and we are on our eighth book which is Nod by Adrian Barnes which is a sci-fi psychological thriller. Claire's mm-hmm. choice of book and wow, this book is—it's super engaging. I can't put it down. I actually read these chapters that we set ourselves last week in a coffee shop, and I just felt like nobody knew what I was reading. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, how can you not all be as stressed as I am right now, drinking my frappe?" <laughs> like, ah. Uh, but what were your thoughts, Claire? <laughs> oh
1: dear, it's just—it just makes you very nervous while you're reading it it's just it's just quite uncomfortable reading isn't it there was a bit when we started reading it was about the rotten apple did you read that bit i really <gasps> that
0: liked was that was one bit. of my favorite bits because it was it was one of those descriptions where you think oh, wow it's yeah. so apt and like fitting and sometimes you think that's how i see society anyway <laughs> Yeah,
1: shall I shall I read it?
0: Because I just think
1: it was really, really good and I was like, that just so describes everything. So um people running around like spiders darting in and out of shadows beneath the full moon, intentions unfathomable. Picture an apple whose skin hasn't yet collapsed, but beneath that skin the flesh is soft as cheesecake. You sense, smell even that it's, got, it's gone rotten. But you don't know for sure until you touch it and feel it yield beneath the slightest pressure of your thumb. And it's just, you know, I just thought that was, uh, clearly that is how you feel as you're reading it, that you're just waiting for this kind of big explosion of stuff kind of thing. It's just,
0: you know. As soon as we started on day four, wasn't it, that we were reading from, It was just non-stop events and I just felt like we never felt like the characters were safe and whenever there was a nice tender moment the main character just brought everything back into focus and would be like that is the last real conversation I had with them and you think Mm. oh my gosh it's just gonna get worse how could it get worse and just the dire straits I mean for me the whole scene in the hospital and that woman with her son and when they're walking through the streets and you suddenly think Tanya's in quite a precarious position here just because she's female and yeah I don't know it it all just kind of starts to bubble and as soon as you have that kind of initial fight on day four with the construction workers you just yeah. think it's all over yes. it's all <laughs> over from this moment oh that's it. my
1: goodness that was a moment wasn't it all he wanted him to do was move he wanted to move <laughs> his car. He wanted to get in his car. And he just pummeled him, didn't he? Yeah.
0: yeah. And it was and like,
1: oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, because you had that and you thought, oh, gosh, he's been beaten. That's really bad. And then the police were acting crazy. And then there was the random guy in the street that was following them and then a sniper and then the hospital just went out of control. And people were and what, like... What about the woman in her. the park?
1: Oh. Who got a I knife. Oh oh gosh and stabbed herself I, I, well
0: you know day four <laughs> this, was a this bit is of a wild ride you... wasn't it <laughs>
1: yes it was <laughs> this was on was actually day four this was happening on their like walk wasn't it their walk
0: yeah. oh god do you know what I didn't understand about their crazy. walk though I, they went outside to ask someone to move something for their car and then somehow ended up nowhere near their house and I don't yeah. know how that happened or why that happened
1: Oh, I don't know. I I really don't know, but
0: we. (laughs) I assume she was taking him to the hospital because he was beaten up, but I just think that was was... a bad play.
1: Yeah. It was all a little bit chaotic. And then this prophet, Prophet Paul, isn't it? Is it Prophet Mm.
0: Paul?
1: You get introduced to this character called Charles. And they co- he's, re- he's named himself Admiral Charles. And he's almost like he's a leader of the zombie type sleepers, basically, isn't he? And he thinks uh, he's been reading Paul's book, Nod. And he thinks Paul is responsible for what's happening, doesn't he? And he's kind of almost taken him captive.
0: But That it's... was a crazy turn of events as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's all a bit... It, yeah. Because <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know much about his... man. You know, like, in the beginning when he's talking about his manuscript, mm. I'm like, I don't really understand what his manuscript's even about. And now it's just escalated.
1: Yeah.
0: It's... I'm actually really enjoying this book, Claire. I have to say, yeah. when I started reading yeah. this book, I thought... I don't know about this. Mm. Do you know that those first couple of pages we read on the podcast together, I thought, oh, the words are really long. It doesn't make sense. But then I had to remind myself, if this is a sci-fi book, it's not meant to make sense at this current time. No. It's meant to make sense when we get to the end of the book and then it will have loads of impact. It's just like you've got to get through that first. It's a weird way sci-fis are written, but it's just... That's how they like to do them, I think. But...
1: Well, also, and you've got to see it from Paul's point of view because he appears to be the only adult that is sleeping. The rest mm. of the people who are sleeping are the children who are clearly getting a little bit of an evil side type of thing because there was that yeah, moment I mean... where there was a bit of cannibalism
0: type thing going with the children this book <laughs> I'm just thinking of everybody like listening to this <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I do think Paul himself is not quite together mm. because even though Paul's sleeping there's certain when he's sleeping he's having these crazy dreams and they're repetitive yes. dreams which isn't normal for a start yeah. you don't usually have a repeating dream and then like when the guy started beating him up he didn't feel the pain no he wasn't scared he was quite happy just taking a beating which again isn't human instinct or nature to accept that and i don't know it's like he's not really there even though he's there yeah that makes sense so i don't think paul's quite right it doesn't make any sense at all sophie but it will do (laughs) won't it Uh, well i hope so i i don't know if we'll ever get the answers because this is just a guy who's written a book in his house Mm. i hope this isn't he woke up and it was all a dream (laughs) oh it can't end like that surely like maybe he just had a psychotic break right at the beginning (laughs) i mean you have to remember actually when when we first learn about the main character he doesn't go anywhere. Like, he said he was quite reclusive. He didn't partake in any kind of adult stuff. He didn't really like going outside. He just kind of stayed in, kept writing, kept himself to himself. Is that mm. is that one of the reasons why he's okay? don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We will find out. We'll find we'll out. Find where out. are we going to read up to? Well, we seem to be doing four days at a time. So where would... Day twelve put us. That would put us at 188, so that sounds good. That sounds perfect. And so I think it only goes up to day sixteen. Yeah, so I think we should do that then. So, oh no, it goes up to day twenty-four. So we're gonna read up to page
1: one eight eight, um, the start of day twelve, raw lobster.
0: Oh raw lobster. <laughs> <laughs> this book. <laughs> That is not by Adrian Barnes. Highly recommend it. Hopefully, you've been reading along with us. If you haven't, you need to read this book as we have discussed. There are so many different themes going on, and you just need to know what's happening in this book. You just, you just need to be in the book. Um, so, other than that, Claire, what have we been reading this week?
1: Uh, well, I am still reading uh, a witch hunt in Whitby. And uh, Ruby Barnett is still trying to find out who the serial killer is alongside her husband, who is the DI. She had, the last time I left it was she'd, she'd end up getting a tattoo because she'd gone and questioned the tattoo artist. Meanwhile, there was this cult called the Children of Sylvanus Camp. And the tattooist used to belong to that cult. And she made out that she'd run away from that cult, but you find out she was a little bit more involved with that cult than she was saying. But there's also a person who's who in the village who runs a club, not, not a club, but an organisation that's to do with vampires. I can't remember the name of it. I've, I've lost it at the moment. But um, she went to... In, Interview him, and his name is Bramley Stoke. <laughs> uh, if, if people get that, <laughs> if they like druggy yeah. And basically, he his sister was in this cult. She was called Penelope, and she went missing. So there's something involved with this cult that went on, and the tattooist, and possibly Bramley Stoke. And the story I've just got up to was she was on the beach with her husband one early morning just going for a walk and somebody threw threw a great big stone from the cliff down onto her on the beach and just missed her. And it was a gargoyle from Bramley Stokes' house. So somebody is trying to kill her because she's clearly
0: finding out a bit too much. That sounds like it's cracking off now. You've got leads. you've got, I know. you know, Near Death. Am I, I, mean, I don't know whether
1: I'm making any sense with that because that was a bit jumbled. But anyway, there are people that are... <laughs> you know what it's like with thriller crimes. They sort of
0: yeah. jump
1: about all over the place, don't they? But I am enjoying the read and it's lovely that the author has noticed that we are uh, discussing the book. Because I put yeah. on a picture taken outside the tea room of the book, so that's lovely. So uh, that is my current read at the moment: "A Witch Hunting Whitby." I'll probably finish it by next week, but I am enjoying it. It's just quite a fun read,
0: really. Yeah, I like a good old fun read. I mean, I've been struggling with my reading for like the past two podcasts, which is two weeks. So I've been really struggling to get into reading. I wasn't sure what I wanted to read, and. I- I think, you know, Nod was such a good book that I was thinking that's all I want to read. I don't know what else I want to read, you know, alongside that. But I did finish my audio book, which was Death Comes Tomorrow by Robert Thurgood. And I really, really enjoyed this book. Obviously, I've been saying that I was enjoying this book for, like, the last three weeks on the podcast. Really, really loved it. The ending was typical... Of this shot, you know, it kind of ended very similar to the first book, but I didn't hate it for that. I quite liked it, because it was almost like a throwback to the first one. So, really, really good mystery. It's a very strong renew for me, I would suggest everybody if you love they're called cozy mysteries I found <laughs> out <laughs> they've got a name if you love a good old cozy mystery Death Comes Tomorrow has got to be on your list and I would recommend the audio version if you want to get into audiobooks just because the the narrator of this is outstanding and um, it makes it she really brings characters to life and I think that's why I've really enjoyed this book um so then I was like I need a new audiobook for the car what am I going to do now? Because I don't really want... You know, I only listen to music yeah. for so long. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I want to make these 30 minutes in the car productive. So I downloaded an audiobook that I've been really interested in for ages. It's got really high reviews. It's quite a short audiobook as well. And this one is I'm Glad My Mum Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And this is actually a biography of an an actress, a child actress, who ended up on a lot of Disney shows Um, I think she's most famous for iCarly and it's kind of her charting her relationship with her mother through her life and the acting up until the point where her mum dies and it's narrated by the actress and I'm only about two hours into the book and it's only a six hour book so I'm probably about like quite a way through it yeah and it's it's really good, like, I don't want to get out of the car because I'm really enjoying listening to her journey and the way that she's written this story is that when she's in, like, her youth, she's almost got, like, this childlike naivety when she's talking about the events and her mum and you think to yourself, oh, actually, that's really abusive, but because she's so young, she's only seeing it in a certain light and it's really clever how she's constructed that narrative because as she gets older you can see her naivety falling away and her seeing what it is for what it actually is instead of through this childlike gaze. And it's just such a smart way to write a biography and the delivery of it on an audiobook is mesmerising. It's I can oh. see why everybody's rated it so highly and it does live up to the hype. Oh, sounds great. It's it's a really good audiobook. You know, it's a really skinny book as well if you want to read it. it's I think it's only about less than 300 pages but I think this is a book where you need to listen to the actress kind of read through it because it just empowers the writing so much obviously I've not finished it so I can't give my review but at the moment it is glowing any other readings there is actually this is why I I go through so many dry spells well (laughs) because I was enjoying nods so much I thought the sci-fi that I'd chosen wasn't really floating my boat at this current moment in time I needed something a bit grittier I needed something like dark and there was a sci-fi book that I've been looking at for ages, and this one is How High We Go in the Dark by Sequia Nagamatsu. And I don't know if I pronounced that right at all, but this one is a... It's, interestingly enough, another dystopian book, a bit like Nod, but instead of people not being able to fall asleep, because the ice caps are melting, they find, like, prehistoric people, and these people have got a virus, and this virus only targets children and it starts changing all of their organs into different organs which eventually result in their death and the book is almost made up of individual stories of people that are in this kind of dystopian world and how the world is changing based on what happens so the first story is a scientist who obviously discovers the virus Mm -hmm. and the second story is a guy that ends up working in a theme park but the theme park is like last place the children go before they die and they like put them on this final ride and on that ride they go down the drops and stuff and it kind of naturally kills them without hurting them. But the kids don't know that's where their end of life will be, they just think they're having a good day at the theme park. And now I'm in like the third narrative in this dystopic world and it's like, it's really interesting because... Whereas Nod's like crazy, cannibalism, people going mad. This is also like a cataclysmic event that's, you're seeing the world in a different way. But I think because it's only affecting children, the world hasn't disintegrated in the same way.
1: Yeah. And you re- you're getting it from different perspectives as well.
0: Yeah. I like um, books when they I think you have would like that. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I love books um, with different narratives.
0: I think the only thing you wouldn't like about this book is that because it's, kind of almost short stories that's building up this narrative of this world the chapters are very long because it's like that's a snapshot of that person's life at that particular time so the chapters are massive but I'm not too bothered because the stories of those chapters are so well kind of rounded and really paint a picture of the timeline of this virus and how the world is coping with it it's it's quite dark but again I can't stop reading it I don't know what's wrong with me Claire clearly I'm liking the darkness at the moment <laughs> you are yeah it sounds
1: like it oh
0: oh interesting there you go that is my reading I've not read for like two weeks now I've got three books uh, you've got on the loads of go. books so uh, well at the
1: weekend I mean I've not I've ordered this book and it has arrived I haven't picked it up yet so um I went vi- we went visiting lots of different art studios because they've got our open art studios in the Whitby area, in the North Yorkshire area. So you can go and see those. And one of them was a lady called Sue Williamson. She had some paintings that she'd done in Iceland of derelict buildings. And one of them reminded her of this author and this book. And oh, the yeah. uh, the book is called um, Grey Bees by Andre Kirchhoff. And basically, it's a captivating, heartwarming story about a gentle beekeeper caught up in the war in the Ukraine.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And I think the idea behind the book is, is he takes his bees and he needs to go and find somewhere that's safe for them. And it's what happens while he's on that journey of taking those bees to safety type of thing, I believe.
0: So that's potentially your next read.
1: Well, it might be my next read after the next read because I did pick up that little book in the bookshop as well.
0: Of course you did. Yeah,
1: so I'm I'm steadily building up like a a bit of a
0: <laughs> a
1: bit of a library
0: here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Some may say. I'll have all my books set up, won't I, of what I'm going to See, read. See, I can't next.
0: do that. If I plan to read a book after the next book I go, well, maybe I don't want to read that one anymore. <laughs> You know, it's well, of, I it's not got to be a spontaneous mind. choice out of a few <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so yeah but again another sort of not a usual book for me So, but it'd be quite interesting because it's about it's based around the Ukrainian war so
0: another interesting way for you to get your next book as well I know yeah I mean who could say they've had a book recommendation from an artist from visiting their house in Whitby yeah <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know how I managed Not me, to end up talking sure. about books, though. You always It always comes up, doesn't it? I don't
0: know more. I feel like we're the kind of people that will always bring it into the conversation. Possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll somehow always bring the conversation around Yeah. To books. <laughs> um, other than that, no other book news. That is it for today. So, as always... Follow us on Instagram and do like our posts and obviously comment on the posts. We do always love hearing from you all. And we will be reading to day 12 in Nod. And I don't know how it can get crazier than what has happened, but something tells me it will escalate. And we will be shocked more so than we were today when we discussed the last four chapters. (laughs) Could anything be worse than day four? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because that was crazy. <laughs> it is goodbye from me. And it
1: is goodbye from me.